You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another show. Uh, This is Marcus Maloney. And this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. Normally, I'm the host and I interview tons of exciting guests. Uh, that are real estate investors and business entrepreneurs. Well, this week, just so you guys can get to know me a little bit better, my wife has decided to interview me. So she's going to be the host and I am going to be the guest. So you guys can know a little bit about my background and a little bit about who I am and my investor identity. So let's step on in this week. The host is my wife, Stephanie Maloney, and let's invite her in to welcome us this week to this week's show. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for allowing me to interview you just so that your audience can know a little bit more about you and the person that they're listening to on a regular. Uh, I want to dive right in by asking, who is Marcus Maloney? Well, that's a loaded question. But here, I'll try and give you the um, I'll try and give you the best answer that I can. Well, Marcus Maloney, I am a full-time real estate investor. I live here in Phoenix, but I invest in multiple markets. Uh, in case you didn't know, I am a high school dropout. I dropped out my senior year about two months before graduating. And the reason why I did that is because I felt that I didn't have enough credits in order to walk with my class. So to save myself from the embarrassment, I uh, dropped out. And before my graduating class could graduate and walk the stage, I went and got my GED and completed my GED before my uh, graduating class even walked the stage. It wasn't because I wasn't smart enough, but it was really because the content and the things that was being taught in school really didn't appeal to me. I was more of an entrepreneur, always had that ingrained in me. So I really didn't understand the importance of knowing volcanic magma and knowing why, you know, latitude and longitude and everything like that. (laughs) Uh, But Really, to make a long story short, although I didn't graduate from high school, I did take the traditional approach, and I went and got me a four-year degree, um, a bachelor's in criminal justice, and then finally went on and got me, uh, received my MBA from uh, Olivet Nazarene University. So I went non-traditional and then went traditional uh, because I always felt that the traditional route was the route that I thought I needed to take in order to be successful. But that's just to let you know that everybody's path is different. So um, thank God for my non-traditional approach, you know, to becoming successful. Very good. I'm glad that you expanded on that because it's a lot of people that need to hear that, to know that um, it's not always what they think, but just 
everybody has a different route, a different direction to go to. And so that was a very enlightening story. Thank you for that, Marcus. Uh, for those who know a little bit more about you, who've read your bio, uh, they talk or you've talked before uh, about a story about piggies or piglets in your bio. Can you <laughs> let the audience know just a little bit of what you're referring to, what that exact, what that means? Tell us. <laughs> well, that's, that's an intriguing story. And honestly, um, growing up about 45 minutes south of Chicago, although Chicago is a major metro, we grew up about 45 minutes south of Chicago in Kankakee County. And in that county, it is um, urban and rural. We grew up in a somewhat rural area. My grandparents and parents were from the Chicago metro area, but my grandfather wanted to take a different, you know, I, I guess he was from the South, so he wanted to go back to his country roots, I guess. And he taught us about investing in a very odd way. So normally when kids go back to school, you know, after summer break, their parents take them school clothes shopping. Well, with us, we had to earn those school clothes. So during the spring, uh, because he was a farmer, he would take us to the livestock auction and we had to buy a piglet. And we could buy those piglets for 10, 15, 20 bucks. And then by the end of the summer, we would have to take that once piglet, which is now almost a grown pig, um, to the auction. So we had to invest our $10, buy the piglet, we would feed them all during the summer to try and get them as fat as we could. And then we would take them back to the auction and sell them. And it was by the pound. So if you bought a piglet at three or four pounds and then you feed them over the summer and take them back in the fall, they 80, 90, 120 pounds, and you get paid by the pound. That was the way we were able to make money in order to purchase our school clothes. So he taught us investing at an early age with livestock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, that is, that is awesome, awesome. Tell us also about what we would call our aha moments. Uh, what started the movement for you or the moment you knew you wanted to branch into real estate? Well, I'll give you two aha moments. One aha moment, um, is really just being an entrepreneur at heart. So that aha moment came really back with the piglet. So I was looking, I was like, wow, you know what? The only thing I had to do was buy this animal, you know, for 10 cent and then, I mean, for $10. And then in a few months, I can take it and resell it for 80, 90, you know, $120. So that's no different than real estate. It's or investing period, it's you buy low and then sell high. We just learned it again with livestock. So that was one aha moment that I learned at an early age. And this was, I was probably around 11, 12, wasn't quite 13 yet. Then my second aha moment was when my mother, cause she was always an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, she was an RN and she was actually a director of RN making really good money and she walked off of her job and she purchased a fire damaged house and this mm. was 25 maybe 30 years ago and this was before real estate investing flipping and all of that was mainstream and she purchased the property for a little mm -hmm. went in 
rehab it. And naturally, me, my brother, and my cousins were part of the rehab team. We was the demo team. So we saw her buy this, buy this fire damaged property um, for a little bit of nothing and then rented it out for three years and then sold it and gained a huge profit margin from the sale. So not only did she get all of the rental income, but she also received the um, cash payout on the end. And she went over that with us and showed us exactly what she did. So that was my second aha moment to really let me know that, hey, you know what? Real estate and investing is exactly where it's at. And that really kind of got me, got me going. Okay. How about you tell us about your first steps? Uh, what type of marketing you did to get you your first sale? What did that look like? Paint a picture for us. So um, moving from the Midwest to Arizona, it was definitely a shift for us. Um, you came out earlier, as you already know, because you had a job lined up and then I followed with the kids. But the job that I was expecting to receive when I got here was pulled out from up under me. So I had to try and figure out what I was going to do. And then in the meantime, again, that entrepreneurial spirit was deep down inside of me. And, you know, I loved real estate. So the home that we had, and just to share with our listeners, the home that we had back in the Midwest, mm-hmm. we rented that property out. We got the little bit of cash flow from it. So that helped sustain us during our transition. And then from there, I had a small little um, $250 first premier credit card. And I used that credit card to buy supplies. So I would buy stamps. I would buy paper, pens, and envelopes. And I would write uh, handwritten letters to homeowners, you know, about 20 letters an evening, that was my marketing. I was doing some handwritten direct mail marketing. And I know you guys hear this probably from quite a few other people, but honestly, you know, you have to follow the steps, you know, that other trailblazers done in order to be successful. So I just did that. You know, uh, I was listening to podcasts and people were telling me, Hey, you know what? I sat down and I did direct mail. I did some handwritten letters and I got a phone call and honest to God, that's exactly what happened to me. Well, lo and behold, I got that phone call during that time I was studying. I was reading articles, you know, online about real estate, wholesaling, YouTube videos, bigger pockets, podcasts. And I was got a call from the seller and she was like, Hey, I want to sell. I didn't know what to do. So <laughs> I, I kind of faked it, but I asked, you know, some, some pointed questions about the property, went out and saw the property and had a little two page contract. I got from, from on, you know, off the internet and had them to sign it. Didn't have an escrow officer here in Arizona. So I just picked up the phone and called somebody and they were like, yep, we do assignments, bring the contract on in. So lo and behold, I did all of that to make a long story short and I did everything wrong. <laughs> property <laughs> was the ARV on a property was like 175. Naturally I got it under contract for 175, not knowing, but I had a small little buyer's list and I got that buyer's list because 
you know, I'm a very aggressive and assertive person. So I went to the courthouse steps here in Maricopa County, and I knew that if people were bidding at auctions, you know, paying how paying cash for houses, well, those people have to be cash buyers. So I would go and I would talk to people that was on the court courthouse steps and get their business cards and their contact information. And that's how I build up this small little buyers list. And I emailed that property out to that buyers list. And someone, you know, gave me a call and told me, hey, I see you're being, you know, assertive, but what you're doing is not right because this property is worth 175000 and you're trying to get people to buy it for 180000 That's not how it works. Come in, let's sit down, let's talk. Let me try and show you how to do it. So that's, right. that's really kind of how I got started. Okay, that is fascinating. Thank you. What about some pros and cons? Um, wh what are some, some tips you would, uh, you know, tell people that are just starting about pros and cons to the business? Well, just starting out, I would tell people, you know, just to be patient, uh, be um, conservative. For one, don't try and be so aggressive. You know, there's a lot of information out there, you know, online where people say, you know, get your first check in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And from there, you'll be a millionaire. Well, lo and behold, that doesn't happen with everyone. You know, there are only certain outliers that can, you know, close a transaction that quick. And um, I would tell people just to be patient, run the course. You know, if you want to be a professional real estate investor, professional real estate investor, you need to, to learn the courses, learn the math, learn the science behind real estate investing, you know, know what's a good deal, know what's not a good deal, you know, how to do a transaction, you know, and that way, you'll have a firm foundation. So I, I would definitely say, be patient, try and find a mentor, but you have to take action. You have to get out there and do some things. Like I said, my example that I gave you about how I got started and the mistakes that I made, the only way I was able to learn from those mistakes is because I took the action and was willing to make those mistakes. Okay. Yes. You know, I looked like a fool to some of those cash buyers, but it only took one to mm -hmm. say, you know, hey, you're assertive, you're aggressive. Come here, let's talk. You know, right. maybe we can help each other out. Mm -hmm. So being patient, being aggressive. Um, and I know that sounds oxymoronic, be patient, but be aggressive. But you, yeah, you just have to be patient, but still work and take action at the same time. Okay. So for our millenniums, we know we see them consistently watching all of the TV, uh, all of everything on TLC, HGTV, going to different seminars, spending so much money trying to get in the game. What, with all the reality shows coming out, what are some uh, things or some advice that you can give to them about being, you know, just patient and not necessarily patient, but what can you teach them about these things that they're seeing and listening to? Well, I, I would tell millennials, not only millennials, but anybody that's just getting started, um, again, to know who you're learning from. You know, there are quite a few people out here that are teaching that do not have the background or 
the experience to teach, to coach and everything like that. So do your homework, do your due diligence on the person that you're following. Hence, this is one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast today is so you guys can know exactly who I am. More than eight years experience, you know, in the Phoenix market with another five to 10 years, you know, really doing real estate investing in general. Um, so just don't be gullible. Don't, don't fall for the get rich quick scheme and know that anything, you know, you have to do in order to be successful is going to take time. I'm not saying don't get a coach. I'm not saying don't find a mentor. I'm not saying try and do it all your own. Only thing I'm saying is find the right person that fits you and you fit that person. Okay. So, so, oh, oh, and, and the follow up reality shows, that's uh-huh. exactly what it is. It's entertaining, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we, we look at these flipping shows and they show you, okay, they bought it for X, they put Y into it and then sold it for Z. But what they're not showing is, you know, the, the cost of the money, if they're using hard money, they're not expressing, you know, the whole time, they're not expressing the cost of permits, so on and so forth, you know, so the realtor fees, closing fees, transaction fees, so they're not showing all of that. So just know what you see on TV, that's exactly what it is, TV entertainment. Great. Thank you, Marcus. Thanks for putting that in layman's terms so newbies can know exactly what some things they need to look out for. At this time, though, I want to change it just a little bit. Let's go into something what I would call the hot seat. Ask you a couple of questions. You tell me off the top of your head what comes to your mind the minute I ask the question. Are you up for it? Let's go. Let's go. Okay. What do you believe is your greatest challenge? I believe my greatest challenge is myself. And the reason why I say that is because I'm the type of person that really challenges myself. You know, if I, if I don't complete a transaction or if a transaction falls through, sometimes I beat myself up about it. You know, I get on my team about it and I just have to know that, you know, all things work together you know, for my good. And I just have to be patient and know that, hey, I may not have closed that transaction, but look at all the other transactions that I closed. So basically, don't get too high, don't celebrate too much. And then when things don't go right, don't be too down on myself. All right. Next, what's the latest business book that you've read? Uh, right now, I'm, you, I'm reading uh, Pivot by Jenny Blake. Okay. Uh, what drives your ambition? Uh, my family and one thing specific is my father. I saw my father working in steel mills in Chicago for over 30 years. And when it came for him to retire, he retired. Um, but a few, few years afterwards, he was diagnosed with ALS. So all those years he worked, he was anticipating, you know, a wonderful retirement where he can go to Central America, to Panama, where he's from, and really relax and retire. But unfortunately, uh, due to the illness, he cannot do that. So my ambition is to try and do as much as I can right now. That way I can retire young enough to enjoy it. All right. And lastly, I just want to ask you, if you could think of one thing that you could do over, if you had an opportunity of starting over, what would that be? 
I would probably listen to my coach a lot more. Sometimes I can be stubborn and bullheaded. And when someone tells me, and I think that that idea isn't the right idea, although I was new at doing some things, I didn't listen. So I would probably, if I had to go back over and do it all again, um, one, I would listen to my coach. And then two, I would find a coach in the area of expertise that I really wanted to be in. My whole goal was multifamily investing, but I started with wholesaling and single families. If I had to do it all over again, I would go straight to someone that I can learn from about multifamily investing. Well, thank you, Marcus. I appreciate you. I'm pretty sure all of the listeners enjoyed this story as well and all of the questions that you answered and they were able to get a little bit of more insight uh, about who Marcus Maloney is. And I do appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the We Love Equity Real Estate Show family, I just wanted to welcome you into my life and my wife's life. Um, we have been through some challenges. We have been through some struggles. But right now where we are at, we're thank, thank God for where we're at. Um, so again, Thank you, Stephanie, for being a wonderful host today. You did an awesome job. Oh, may, thank you. We thank may you. have you to do some of these podcasts with me so we can have a joint approach. Um, so again, thank you, everyone. Thank you for a wonderful show. And we look forward to speaking with you next time. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items, and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family. Always enjoy the journey.